Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday night, and you know exactly what that means. It's time for the real conversation with Shayna Thornton. Let's talk America with hosts. Shana Thornton is your radio talk show spotlighting the critical issues of today. She is certain to feature expert guests and celebrities each and every Tuesday night. She is a celebrated newspaper columnist, popular blogger, and award-winning radio talk show personality who has a passion for groundbreaking discussions. Here she is. Let's welcome the one and only, the engaging host for the national show. Please give it up for Shana Thornton. Good Tuesday evening to everyone, and welcome to your national family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton. Of course, I am Shana, and I am forever grateful that you've opted to join us live this Tuesday night. It is Tuesday, September the 22nd, and I trust you're off to one awesome dynamic week. You know, this national radio program is literally for everyone out there. We isolate no one. We leave no one out. We're a universal show that tries and aims to offer the important news stories that matter to you. You know, speaking of issues and topics that matter to you, did you know that September is actually designated as National Recovery Month? And that's a very important time period for all of us around the world. You know, the National Council on Alcoholism and Drug Dependence Incorporated actually says that health services out there can actually help those who struggle with substance use disorder so they can ultimately go on to live a healthy and rewarding life. And that's the topic tonight. We're putting the spotlight on recovery, healing, and finally kicking the habit of drug abuse or substance abuse of any kind. You know, we know this issue touches all of our lives in some shape or form. Perhaps it's you. Maybe it's your sister, your brother, or your mother or father, or maybe it's a child. Maybe they've claimed to be free or cleared of drugs or clean of the substance for months, years, and maybe you're thinking they still need some help. We still need to address the problem. Well, tonight we're going to offer you a very sincere and real conversation with a true medical expert who has a wealth of experience in treating those who have actually been down the road of drug abuse. And we also, of course, we're talking about the illegal drugs, crack, cocaine, heroin, but we're also talking about abusing products that are legal. We're talking about alcoholism. We're talking about abusing tobacco. Uh, We're also talking about abusing painkillers, okay? So we know there often is a misnomer or a notion that if it's a legal substance that perhaps is not as devastating or as problematic as the illegal illicit drugs, and I have an expert with us tonight that wants to make it clear that that's not true. We're focused on the solution of recovery. It is possible. So do stay with us. You know, speaking of staying with us, please hashtag right now. Go to Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook, whatever you prefer, and hashtag LTA or LTA Radio. Let family, friends, and colleagues know that you are listening to us live. Or if you're listening to the replay podcast, that's okay, too. We're very appreciative and value your time. But this is an important topic. And, of course, LTA aims and always wants to keep you up to date and relevant on the issues that matter to 
all of us, okay, that human factor. If you're interested in knowing more about the show, about me, do visit our brand newly designed website. It's easy to remember, www.letstalkamerica with shanathornton.com. Again, that's www.letstalkamerica with shanathornton.com. You're going to love this new website. And remember, we always welcome feedback, suggestions, or recommendations on future guests on the show, okay? A lot of the guests that we have are on request by you, our dedicated and loyal listeners. If you're a first-time listener, I welcome you, and I do encourage you to stay with us next week also. You're going to enjoy this segment. Well, LTA, Let's Talk America Radio, is set to kick off the show officially right now. Let's get ready. Message all of your friends. Let them know that we are live this Tuesday night, and we're talking about an issue that matters to you. Let's get it going. Are you looking for a company to install a security system in your home or business? Are you currently paying someone too much to monitor your existing security system? Look no further. Just call Alarm Monitoring Service of Atlanta toll-free at 844-GET-AMSA. For as low as $18.95 a month, AMSA security is fast, reliable, and rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau every year. That's toll-free, 844-GET-AMSA. Or go to AMSASecurity.com and get your first three months free along with a free home consultation. Use promo code MARCO or call Marco Robinson directly at 678-979-6744 to schedule a site visit absolutely free. Regina R. Tate is a Christian counselor and she's written a book entitled There is a Bomb for That. The compilation is her platform to inspire and spread the love of God. The book is encouragement and motivation to get beyond and through everyday issues and problems using the Word of God. In addition, she shares some accounts of athletes and other well-known people doing admirable or not-so-admirable things to help push across her messages of encouragement. Tate combines her love of sports with her love of the Lord to inspire those of us who are on the Lord's side and others who are seeking reasons to trust in God. Within the book are articles or missives including... Hold fast, gifts of the cross, call to be better, and don't get weary, all of which remind us that God is always pulling for us to get to the other side of the roof. In the missive, there's a bomb for that. Tate Vince, my head hurts because there is so little tolerance for the diverse prisms through which we see life, and there is a declining appreciation for the myriad ways we have come to survive life. She goes on to explain why her neck hurts, her eyes, her ears, her stomach, her feet, and even her heart hurt. But then she points out that she is not in a woe is me state of paralysis because she says, I have medicine. I have a bomb in Gilead. Her aim with the book is to remind all of us that we indeed have medicine for whatever ails us. Regardless of what the situation or the crisis is, there is a bomb for that. Books may be purchased on authorhouse.com or at Amazon.com, or you may visit the website, there is a bomb for that.com for more information. A special thanks goes out to all of our national partners and sponsors. Thank you for all of your support. It makes all of the difference. And, of course, I'd be remiss if I did not acknowledge our dedicated weekly listeners and those who go back and listen to the podcast replay so faithfully. Thank you, everyone. It does take a team to allow everything to take place. And trust me when I tell you, Team LTA, Team Let's Talk America Radio, is very grateful for 
for all of the support. Keep it going, and please continue to encourage all of your family, friends, and colleagues to tune in to us. Each and every week, we have a new topic, a new featured guest. This show is your show. We aim to deliver the news that matters to you. And you know our tagline here, Real Talk for Real People. Speaking of that, it's time for In the News, our signature segment where we highlight the top trending stories that matter to you. We're set to kick it off for the week of September the 21st, 2015. In the News. Presidential debate takes the stage. The bid to the White House for 2016 is heating up. Did you watch the recent Republican presidential debate? Donald Trump still leads the Republican field in the wake of last week's debate on CNN, while businesswoman Carly Fiorina has jumped into second place with Dr. Ben Carson and Marco Rubio are in the double digits. A CNN-sponsored poll reported that many respondents deemed Fiorina the winner of last week's debate at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library at Simi Valley, California. Trump is 24% in the latest survey, followed by Fiorina at 15%, Carlson at 14%, and Rubio at 11%. Jeb Bush is currently fifth in the current poll at 9%. Both Trump and Carson are trending in social media chatter for comments made about those of the Islam faith. In the news, a development in the Charleston church shooting. The attorney for Dylan Roof, the lone suspect in the June killings of nine African Americans during Bible study at a church in Charleston, South Carolina, said his client is willing to plead guilty to murder charges to avoid the death penalty. A South Carolina prosecutor recently announced she will seek the death penalty for the 21-year-old. A guilty plea from Roof could possibly lead to a sentence of life in prison without parole. A friend of the alleged Charleston church shooter was arrested Thursday more than a month after authorities told him he was under federal investigation for lying to them and failing to report a crime. Joey Meek, 21, was charged by a federal grand jury with one account of making false statements to federal officials and one account of misprison of a felony, meaning he concealed knowledge about a crime. He has pleaded not guilty. In the news, U.S. addressed European refugee situation. U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry recently announced at a news conference in Berlin that the U.S. will increase the total number of refugees accepted from the Middle East migrating to European nations such as Hungary, Serbia, Croatia, and Germany. The U.S. will accept 85,000 next fiscal year and 100,000 the year after. Meanwhile, the main border crossing station between Hungary and Serbia reopened on Sunday. Dozens of refugees died trying to get to Greece. And finally, in the news tonight, Pope Francis visits Cuba and the U.S. Pope Francis is, has followed up a mask in Havana's Revolution Square on Sunday with a private meeting with former Cuban President Fidel Castro. The two met in Castro's Havana residence. Francis and Castro repeatedly exchanged, reportedly rather, exchanged books in the informal meeting. After his trip to Cuba, the Pope is scheduled to head to Washington, D.C., New York, and Philadelphia. Well, everyone, that concludes your In the News for the week of September the 21st, 2015. Stay with us as Let's Talk America Radio keeps you informed of the top trending news stories that matter. Hi, my name is Kezia Alford. For more information on my music, please go to keziaalford.com. That's K-E-Z-I-A-A-L-S-O-R-D.com. Or find it online at any digital outlet. I pray that my music blesses your soul. And you are currently listening to Let's Talk America with Jane. Let's go, Lord, Jim. 
Well, Let's Talk America Radio is on this Tuesday night. It's September the 22nd, and we are so appreciative that you have opted to join us. You could be a thousand other places, but you have us tuned in. And we're very much well aware that you are often at your kids' soccer games, still sitting in your cubicle at work or in your car, or sitting right in your living room at home. Wherever you are, we value and cherish your time. Now, in keeping with tradition, I will share our quote of today. You know, great motivator Wayne Dyer once said, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Again, Wayne Dyer once said, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And oh, what a powerful and true statement. It's all about your outlook. I'm not sure what you're going through tonight, whatever you're dealing it, why exactly you tuned in, but I can tell you that there's always hope for change out there. So if you're looking for that positive change, if you're tired of whatever situation you're in and it's not positive, it's not healthy for you, change that outlook, and that's the first step, okay? So what great and wise words, again, from the one and only, uh, the late great Wayne Dyer. Well, everyone, we are focusing on recovery healing from a substance use disorder. And of course, I'm no expert on this, but I have brought in an individual who is. Of course, it's the one and only Dr. Tiffany Cook. She is a celebrated and leading psychiatrist based out of Atlanta, Georgia. She has been on with us before. She's a friend of this show. Of course, she was on talking about other topics such as depression. We have her back on tonight to talk about a very critical and timely conversation about overcoming substance addiction. You can do it. Your sister can do it. Your niece can do it. Your brother can do it. And if they already have, please message them right now and let them know to please tune in because we're talking about surviving the long run. Dr. Tiffany Cook is with me. I'm not going to waste any more time. I'm going to bring her in right now. Let everyone know you're tuned in. Hashtag LTA. Dr. Tiffany Cook is next. Hello, everyone. I'm Latasha Matthews from Columbia, South Carolina, and I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton. Hi, I'm Nikki Smith. I'm in Dallas, Texas, and I love listening to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton. I love the fact that it's a family-friendly show, and it has great guests, it has great music submissions, and I think she's doing a wonderful job, and I will continue to support it, and I encourage you to as well. Thank you, and have a blessed day. Hey, how you doing? This is L Hustle from Detroit, Michigan. You're now tuning into the Let's Talk America with your host, Shannon Thornton. Hi, this is Carol from Atlanta, Georgia, and I listen to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton. Listeners of your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton. It is Tuesday night, and many of you know tonight we are spotlighting National Recovery Month. It's a very special time period where there's some special time designated for those who have struggled or still struggling with addiction of any sort, especially substance abuse. Right now, we have a medical expert back on with us. She's been with us before, the one and only Dr. Tiffany Cook. She's a board-certified psychiatrist. She has a wealth of experience working with behavior health and also with drug court and treating those individuals, helping them get off of drugs. Welcome to LTA Let's Talk America, Dr. Cook. 
Thank you so much for having me again, Shana. It's a pleasure to be back with you and all the listeners. Thank you. Now, Dr. Cook, you know that September is National Recovery Month. Now, as you know, this is a special time when the medical community educates people on the fact that addiction treatment and mental health services can enable those with a substance use disorder to live a healthy and rewarding life. Now, substance abuse is a reality if we want to admit it or not, Dr. Cook. I don't need to tell you that. But I'm not sure that the official statistics can truly capture the real numbers. But from your professional opinion, just how severe is the problem of substance abuse? Well, Shana, according to the National Survey on Drug Use and Health in 2013, approximately 25 million Americans were illicit drug users. So that alone is a significant statistic, but even more so when you consider that this encompasses persons 12 years old and over. So we're not even talking about just adults here. Also bear in mind that this doesn't include alcohol use, in which case you've got 60 million people who report binge drinking in the last month and another 17 million people who admit to heavy drinking. And people often discount tobacco use, but it can have ill effects as well. And there are about 67 million tobacco users over 12 in this country. Wow. So needless to say, yeah, needless to say, substance use disorders are a significant health issue in the U.S. And you're absolutely right. This is what the numbers did capture based on what people were willing to admit in surveys. These numbers don't always capture everyone. So let's put it into perspective. How many of us can say that they know someone, anybody, family, friend, co-worker, church member, or self that dealt with a substance use disorder? Yes. I'm sure that's the majority, if not all of you listeners, right, Shana? That's right. I would agree. You're right. And, And when you talk about surveys, and I know how important it is, obviously, for agencies to capture those numbers to give us an idea of what's going on, yet you're right. Everyone doesn't admit the truth on surveys, right? I'm not sure who's overlooking the the shoulder, or maybe they're not at a point where they can even admit it. But, Dr. Cook, tell me this. You know, explain more of what a substance use disorder is, because is that everyone that uses cocaine or heroin or not necessarily? Great question, Shana. Previously, substance use was described as either substance abuse or substance dependence, with abuse being less severe. But now the term substance use disorder is used, and that encompasses both of those terms. And it's categorized as mild, moderate, or severe, depending on the number of symptoms a person has. But all forms of the disorder are characterized by problematic patterns of use, which cause clinical impairment. But then there are other symptoms, like taking more of the substance than you intended to, repeated efforts to cut down, cravings, missed obligations, just to name a few. Yes. So, yes, Jana, a person with mild substance use disorder would have two to three symptoms, whereas a person with moderate use would have four to five symptoms. And severe use is characterized by six or more symptoms. Mm, great information. Again, Let's Talk America is spotlighting addiction. We're talking about drug abuse. September is National Recovery Month, and we're going to focus on the solutions of getting clean. But we want to spell out the problem for you right now because this is a public concern. Perhaps it is you. You're sitting right now in your living room or in your car or you're in your cubicle at work, and you have come to the conclusion there is a problem with the alcohol bottle. Maybe it's uh, with it, another illicit drug, I, I'm not sure what you're going through.
Drew, but Dr. Tiffany Cook, a psychiatrist, a celebrated leading psychiatrist, is on with us talking about this. She has experience. She's worked with the drug courts in the U.S., so she knows what she's talking about. You know, Dr. Cook, is there a link between substance abuse, addiction, and genetics? Because often we hear about genetics when it comes to heart disease, sometimes even certain cancers. Is that also true for substance abuse? Well, there is a large body of scientific evidence that shows that substance use disorders do have a genetic component, but it's multifactorial. The genetics comes into play particularly in areas of drug metabolism or how drugs affect the chemicals in your brain called neurotransmitters or how signals across your nerve cells and neurons are transmitted. So a lot of times genetics factors in once you've already taken the substance. But we've got to look at the factors that made a person start to use the substance in the first place. Yes. And when you talk about what allowed or triggered or uh, perhaps encouraged them to use it in the first place, and I've had conversations with individuals who work with people in the 12-step programs, and they will say sometimes that drug abuse is a Band-Aid for other issues that have may come from the childhood or maybe emotions that they're dealing with as an adult. Would you agree that's true? Exactly. So you've got to look at, again, what made somebody take the substance in the first place? Are they predisposed because of a psychiatric condition? Okay. What about environmental factors? Did somebody grow up in a household where substance use was the norm? Or is the individual self-medicating to cope with the situation that he or she finds unbearable? Is it peer pressure? So genetics is a key, but it's certainly not the only aspect. Okay. And, and when we talk about peer pressure, and I would just imagine, um, and I know you would agree also that all drug abusers are not the same or individuals who uh, start something or, you know, do that first line of cocaine or heroin, but is a component of it for perhaps some people, especially younger people, they're curious, they want to experiment. Is that likely true? Oh, absolutely. You know, most people who start off using substances don't expect them to have the impact that they do. So with younger people, you know, a lot of times there's that feeling of invincibility. Okay. There's that curiosity. You know, there's a lot that comes with that age group. Okay. Mm, but unfortunately, sometimes that curiosity uh, cannot um, end well. Obviously, we know the realities of drug abuse, but we want to talk about the bigger picture, and that's why we have the one and only leading medical expert, board-certified psychiatrist, Dr. Tiffany Cook on. Now, I often hear, Dr. Cook, that patients are not identical. How can substance abusers differ? Because, you know, so many people have sent messages saying, well, you know, the neighbor had this problem with alcohol, but, you know, they seem to have gotten clean, but my dad didn't. You know, tell us how they can differ and I guess how we shouldn't group drug abusers or alcoholics all the same. Exactly. It's just like with any other medical condition. You know, the same thing happens with diabetes or hypertension. People say, well, my neighbor took this and did fine, but when I took it, I had this reaction. So, yes, with any medical condition, you have general characteristics that people may share, but genetic factors, psychological factors, okay. biologic factors, culture, race, age, gender, even baseline health can make substance use with different people. So, yes, there's some general signs and symptoms, but the way that these look, they manifest differently. 
differently in different people. Okay. Let's Talk America offers real talk for real people, putting the spotlight on addiction, substance abuse, addiction. Yes, we're talking about uh, painkillers that may even be legal with a prescription. We're talking about alcohol, and we're also talking about illicit drugs, cocaine, heroin, uh, whatever it may be that uh, someone is struggling with. And, of course, the one and only uh, psychiatrist, Dr. Tiffany Cook, is on with us. Tell me this. Is there ever an ideal time to seek professional help or rehab? Because I'm sure that's always the question that concerned family or friends have, you know, when should I approach her about this problem? When is he finally ready to open his eyes and see that the cocaine is ruining his life? Well, yes, when you first notice and acknowledge that there's a problem, many times people want to wait. They want to put it off until they can take off work, wait until they can save money, wait until after the holidays. You get the picture. Yes. But I tell people waiting will only make the disorder progress and your symptoms get worse, and it may make you lose the desire to get treatment. Okay. You know, life is never going to be full of the perfect yes. kind of circumstances. That's right. Don't wait on that. Mm. But people need to know that there are quality-free and low-cost programs. Okay. In some cases, medications available if cost is concerned, and that if, if there's the fact that there's fear of the unknown, they can research programs and talk to the people who've run in them and okay. even some of the participants and people who've been in them, if that's a concern. Um, a biggest part of the deterrent is cravings, uh, but people have to realize cravings are a natural part of the disorder, so don't let those be a barrier to treatment either. Okay. Cravings are the exact reason you need to be in treatment. Um, if you have any doubts about whether your use is problematic, talk to your doctor or a trained substance use professional. Uh, he or she can talk to you in a non-judgmental way to determine whether treatment is appropriate. Powerful information. If you're sitting in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, or Austin, Texas, and you're saying, hey, I like the information Dr. Cook is talking about, just like we look up Quick Facts, obviously, on the World Wide Web, we can look up local area, local community uh, agencies that help individuals get clean from alcohol, pills, or illicit drugs, whatever you're going through, those resources are available. There are a variety of them. So, like Dr. Cook just so eloquently stated, don't allow costs to get into the picture because I'm sure there's some very low-cost programs out there or some that even may be put on by a nonprofit organization that perhaps, I'm not always saying this, but may be close to free, right, Dr. Cook, depending on the where you exactly. are. Exactly. Some are free. Some are close to free and some are free. So please make sure you're looking into your local resources and, you know, they can help you tremendously. Okay. I have a question for you, and it's a hard-hitting one, but it's one um, that has always been on my mind. You know, can a hardcore substance abuser? or addict, get clean without professional and guided help. Because you hear the rumors that they used to be really bad off on heroin, they, they shot it up intravenously, but they're clean. And no one has ever known them to walk into a program, a church program of any sort to get clean, but yet seemingly they appear clean and free of drugs 20-something years later. Can't this be true? Because I've heard others on television uh, kind of bark at that notion, your professional opinion. Well, you know, Shannon, there are people who have stopped substance use on their own, okay. and there are many, 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 many people who haven't. Oh, yeah. But getting sober is, is by no means easy, and staying sober can be a whole lot harder. Okay. I yeah. think the question just becomes with so much help available in so many different modalities, okay. why wouldn't you want to get help? Yes, powerful. Well, I, well, 
why do something that's already so difficult on your own when help is available? Mm. And who's to say that people who did initiate sobriety on their own uh, would not have entered recovery a whole lot sooner if they had gotten help? Or in cases where a person that quit on his or her own lost relationships, a job, money, yeah. or had health consequences, could those things have been avoided if they quit sooner with the appropriate help? Yeah. Um, you know, Shane, I want to point out with addiction there are two aspects, psychological or emotional and physiologic, where your body biologically changes because of a substance. And that's okay. just a lot to handle by yourself when you mm -hmm. don't have to. So you take a bigger chance in recovery on your own than you do with help. Wow, what a logical explanation. You know, Dr. Cook, there are those, you know, who don't even perhaps uh, maybe have an addiction problem, but they're very quick to say, I can do it on my own. No one needs to help me. I'm a self-made woman. I'm a self-made guy. I can do this on my own. I don't need the help of others. And unfortunately, there are some people who will say, if I need help, that indicates that I'm weak. I want you to address that component because those are real people, and I don't want to be judgmental of those people. A lot of those people can be self starters and very ambitious, successful people that overcame a lot of odds. But you know this being a psychiatrist, that there are those who will refuse help if they need it or not based off the notion of if I go get help, that indicates I'm weak. And I just want you to clear that up because that has to be one of the biggest misnomers of all times, Dr. Cook. Exactly. No one can do everything on their own. We're human. We're conditioned to need help. We're conditioned to need people. So needing help and getting help is not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength that you recognize that you need help and you're, you're dealing with something very powerful and that you took the necessary steps and had the courage enough to get it. So, um, you know, help is going to look different for different people. For some people, it's Alcoholics Anonymous, Cocaine Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous. For some people it's medicated medication assisted treatment for some people it's residential program but getting help is a sign of strength it's not a sign of weakness powerful you know what does rehabilitation entail well let's, let's look at the whole process of getting sober and, and the journey to maintain sobriety is recovery so for substances like alcohol benzodiazepines and opiates usually the first step is detox where you medically rid your body of the substance and, and that addresses the physical aspect. But rehabilitation is a part of the process that gets to the psychological aspect of addiction. So you undergo educational classes, counseling, therapy groups, things of that nature to address the triggers that led to your use. You learn about alternate coping skills, and you get a lot of valuable insight from peers who are where you are, but also who've been where you've been and been successful in recovery. So in many programs, they equip you with tips to handle cravings, lending relationships that may have been damaged, yeah. time management, and, and life changes that will be helpful in you maintaining your sobriety. Mm, great information. Again, we're putting the spotlight on recovering from substance abuse. You know, I want to ask you this, and, and I, I want it to be a great hopeful answer, but we believe in talk for real people because I believe when you put as much facts and truth out there, that empowers people. How successful and effective is drug rehabilitation, Dr. Cook? Well, Shayla, just like with any disorder, success depends on the individual and his or her motivation. 
and factors like the extent of the addiction, the appropriateness of treatment, rapport with the provider. So those factors come into play as well. But most people who successfully complete programs see a decrease in drug use and the consequences associated with drug use, and they also see an improvement in their psychosocial and occupational yeah. function. Yeah. The, the key is just to continue to use the tools you learn in rehab and to utilize support A-A-N-A-C-A after you leave rehab. Okay. You know, you've got to remember that recovery is continuous. It's a lifelong okay. process. Mm, and that's often why I think when you uh, meet individuals who in the past have struggled with alcoholism or drug use of any sort, they'll still sometimes refer to themselves as an addict, won't they? Exactly, exactly. Um, again, it's a continuous process, and part of that process, sometimes relapses can occur, but that doesn't mean treatment was a failure. It just means it needs to be revisited, mm. and that if a relapse occurs, it's important to give, not to give up and to get encourage and, and to do what you need to do yes. to get back into recovery. Um, but it's a continuous, lifelong journey. And to piggyback on your notion of the human factor, you know, they get back on the journey of life, getting back uh, associated with their kids, their partners, uh, their family and friends, because I would only imagine from my observation and everything we know about uh, disorders of drug abuse, Dr. Cook, that a lot of times the drug use, uh, isolates them from family and friends because so many get frustrated with all of the deceit that comes with it, right? Exactly, exactly, and that's where rehab becomes so important because, again, you learn about not only the impact the disorder has on you yourself, but your friends and family, and what steps you can take to mend those relationships, and those relationships become so crucial in maintaining sobriety. You know, your family, your friends, your loved ones, they can be your biggest support in the journey. Mm, wonderful. You know, some people like to separate legal products from illegal products when discussing addiction, and I'm sure you know that better than anyone being a psychiatrist. For instance, um, some people don't consider alcoholism and painkiller abuse as serious as perhaps cocaine or heroin abuse. Please clear this up for us, Dr. Cook, because you hear people say, oh, they just have a problem with the bottle, Shana. They're not like a heroin addict or anything. And it seems to me from conversation, there's almost like a separation, Dr. Cook, like, oh, he's an alcoholic, ha, ha, ha. You know, that's the fun component of it. But when someone has a needle involved or a pipe, that is all of a sudden becomes a lot more serious. But speaking from your professional experience, addiction of any sort really has to be disturbing, right? Explain. You're absolutely right. And you know, Shane, about one-fourth of illicit drug use is attributed to prescription medication. Okay. So they all can have equally disastrous effects. If you look up substance use disorders, You'll find cocaine use disorder, but you'll also find alcohol use disorder. It's serious. And, and opiate use disorder, yes, it, it talks about heroin use, but it also entails drugs like Percocet, which okay. is legal. Um, and it's important not to forget about tobacco use disorders as well. Yeah. All of these things are legal, but they can still lead to substance That's use right. disorders. They can have the same psychological, social, biological, and legal consequences that illegal substances can when they're used in an inappropriate manner. Yeah, so let's not say, hey, I, I don't need rehab. Hey, I don't need to address this problem because the product that I'm hooked on perhaps is legal. So you're saying let's not have that thought in our heads. And, and also, let's not 
family members and friends think that? Because sometimes, and I'm no professional expert on this, Dr. Cook, you are, but I would imagine that there are enablers in family units and in friendships who can sometimes say, well, that's not as serious as that crack cocaine user, so there's no need for you to run and get help right now. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. And with legal substances, again, the effects can be just as, if not more than, uh, detrimental. So you have to make sure that you're you're not taking it lightly and that you're realizing the impact it can have on every single aspect of your life. And if you do know someone that is using legal substances in an illicit way, encourage them to get help. It's not it's not a joke, and it it, it yeah. definitely has negative Mm, and perhaps uh, for some people lifelong consequences so we want to be very mindful and attentive to that you know the one and only psychiatrist Dr. Tiffany Cook has been with us today on Let's Talk America spotlighting substance abuse disorder as uh, as always she's quite informative and educating myself and I know you've been educated too if you're sitting in New York City or Columbia South Carolina Dr. Cook lasting words of hope and advice for those seeking to end the substance abuse can go to get more information on substance abuse? Yes, the SAMHSA website is an excellent resource, SAMHSA, S-A-M-H-S-A, and the website is www.samhsa.gov. SAMHSA is housed within the Health and Human Services Agency, and they are the go-to as far as substance use research, treatment, information. They've got resources for everyone from concerned people who just want to know more to students to healthcare professionals, um, full of great brochures, articles, links to webinars, links for training and technical assistance. And if someone is looking for treatment, they can also click on the Find Help tab to locate service providers. Um, the National Institute on Drug Abuse, or NIDA, is, an, is another wealth of information. Um, they've got information about substance use disorders and have some studies and literature available as well. Wow. The primary care physician, your local psychiatrist, those are also resources if you're concerned about getting yourself or a loved one into treatment. Wow. Great information, Dr. Cook. We're going to have to have you back on and continue the conversation of getting us mentally fit on every level. Keep sharing and keep it going. Wow, what a very informative and powerful and life-changing show tonight, again, with the one and only leading psychiatrist out of Atlanta, Georgia, Dr. Tiffany Cook, very appreciative of her time. She's a great friend of the show, LTA. Thank you for sticking with us. Please do not leave us yet. We want to reintroduce, again, a new segment called Community Spotlight, where we highlight and share with you information about a nonprofit throughout the United States, and tonight, once again, we're reintroducing you to Lupus Detroit. I'm not going to do any of the speaking about this very dynamic organization. I'll let them speak for themselves. Lupus Detroit is up for Community Spotlight. And stay with us because we have some great music to share with you also. LTA is in your ear. Hi, I'm Sh- 
Karen Harris. I'm with Lucas Detroit. Lucas Detroit is a 501 charity that is community-based, a voluntary health organization dedicated to eliminating lupus as a major health problem through education, advocacy, and service. We are the only lupus nonprofit in Michigan that assists lupus warriors financially. First, a little bit about lupus. It's an incurable and non-contagious disease that can affect any organ in the body. It is more prevalent in African Americans, Hispanics, and Asians. African American women are three times more likely to get lupus than Caucasian women. Unfortunately, there are about two million people in the United States who suffer from lupus, and many people are unaware, but more people have lupus than cerebral palsy, multiple sclerosis, sickle cell anemia, and cystic fibrosis combined. We recently completed our third annual lupus walk here in Detroit. It was amazing. We had over 800 people. Now, keep in mind, I said that was our third year, and we brought out 800 people to advocate for lupus awareness. We raised over $20,000. It was awesome. Just a great day for lupus warriors and those that love them. October 18th, we'll be participating in the Free Press Marathon in downtown Detroit. Little do people know it's also an international race that some of the track is from Canada. We can be reached on Facebook at facebook.com slash Lucas Detroit. We're also on Twitter, so please follow us. We do follow back at Lucas Detroit. We're on Instagram at Lucas Detroit and also Periscope at Lucas Detroit. So please just join in and see what we're about. We're also, of course, on the Internet, the World Wide Web at LucasDetroit.org. Thank you. Do let Let's Talk America Radio know if there is a great nonprofit organization out there that you think deserves to be spotlighted. Simply email us at Let's Talk Shana at gmail.com. Again, that's Let's Talk Shana at gmail.com. And please don't forget to visit our brand new website. You can find out more information about upcoming show guests, topics, and also information about our national partners and sponsors and other ways to reach out to us perhaps on social media, the various social media sites out there, and you can have our specific handles. That website is www.letstalkamerica with Shana Thornton.com. Again, that's www.letstalkamerica with Shana Thornton.com. And we're on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Google+, you name it, we're on it. Follow us and we will follow you back, okay? We keep you informed with the latest breaking news stories that matter to you. Well, of course, you know I love great conversation, and I also admire and adore great music. And tonight, we are putting the spotlight on Sojo Ministries. Sojo Ministries. It's been a while since they joined us on the show, but it's a husband and wife duo, and the song is Rejoice. It's a song that's upbeat, and uh, what a great way to end the show tonight, because we are going to be positive about everything. Remember, September is National Recovery Month, and what a great time to dedicate yourself to making the positive change in your life. Rejoice by Sojo Ministries will close us out and take us home. Join us next Tuesday night, same time, same place, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. All right, everyone, stay with us. Let's Talk America Radio is in your ear. Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton, is an entity of Pageant and Thomas Enterprises, LLC. All content original and copyright 2015.